Welcome back to NLP's Young Professionals Network podcast, Growing in the Green Industry. Today's podcast is powered by our network po- po- partner, Steel. Steel makes a full line of gasoline and battery-powered outdoor equipment for the demanding landscape professional. Find yours at steelusa.com. It's uh, just Neil and I on the podcast today. Um, the snow storm has hit. Uh, it's exciting that we have a podcast partner now. Uh, we've we've been talking about this, and it's actually happened. It's really cool. What yes. do you think? We've we've arrived. No, we haven't. But <laughs> Steele just wanted us to give that little line, but we figured we would give them an extra shout out because uh, they're so committed to young professionals across the industry with the Young Professionals Network um, sponsorship that they're they're doing now, as well as you know NCLC being their number one sponsor and. Um, they've actually sponsored young professionals for a long time. So big, big shout out to steel. And, uh, certainly if you're thinking about purchasing anything for the upcoming season, after you get some sleep from all the snow, uh, definitely check out steelusa.com because they've got some cool new stuff coming out. Yeah. They, they got some like cool innovations happening in the electric equipment area. And I know we've talked about that in the past about environmental and, uh, environmental impacts. And it's cool to see that. Um, their manufacturer that's helping lead that, um, that technology. So, um, so it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, su- super grateful. Great. So just to formalize the intro, I'm Miles from Include Software and Neil Glatt from Grow the Bench. We're our, your today's host. And today we're going to be talking about work-life balance and uh, finding, finding that. So um, Neil, I know, I know that you've done a lot of coaching and um, I'm sure that you've run across this issue. And um, what are some like high level things that you've learned, like right off the bat that you tend to coach to, and then we can kind of get into personal experience, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the buzzword that, that I've been using for a few years now is not work-life balance as much as work-life integration. Um, just because, balance doesn't make sense to me, right? Like I was never one to put in just 40 hours a week, but if I were to put in 41 hours, like, does that mean work owes me an hour from my, like from the personal life they took away or, you know, balance implies this kind of like tit for tat. And I don't know that that's necessarily the right fit for everybody. might be the right fit for somebody, but really it's how do you integrate what you've got going on personally and how do you integrate what you've got going on professionally and, you know, how are you balancing yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually um, in a way that makes sense for you. Right. And I think so often we're just like day to day, like, Oh, this doesn't feel like it's the right level of balance. Um, But, you know, how do we actually get there? There's so many, so many things. Um, so I don't know if there's any great like single piece of advice except focus on it and really reflect on it. Um, and you have to choose like, you know, every everything that's in your life right now is there because you decided to let it be there, right? So you, you built this nest. And I'm speaking for myself too, because I've, I go through this all the time too, right? Like we've, we've allowed whatever obligations or responsibilities or expectations um, is it really working for, for me right now where I am in life? And that's going to look different 
you know, season to season. Yeah, I agree with that. I really like that, that setting the framework around integration, you know, uh, how you're integrating, because what, what I think what's really cool about that word is that it doesn't just put the onus on the employee. It also puts the onus on the employer, right? Because yeah. um, I think some, I mean, I'm sure like if like, I'm just speaking from personal, from my perspective, right? Like, you know, I tend to be, I tend to like want to do everything or like want to grow. Right. And I'm very much, and that's like kind of my mindset, my career is like always, I want to grow. I want to learn just like insatiable. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, so as a result, I'll push myself probably too much. Right. I'll I'll not do 40 hours and like, well, we'll, we'll do that kind of stuff. And learning that balance is so hard, but also, um, there has to be a culture at the company or in your organization to understand that like, Hey, if you need to take time off to do something, you should be able to do that. Or, yeah. you know, they, they got to give the tools to, in, to help integrate. And I think that's hard, especially in the, in, in the landscaping industry, right? Like, because we're a very production focused industry. So it's like, you have to be out there like doing stuff and producing. Right. And so it's just, uh, I think, yeah. I think where the employer, you know, for me, uh, very similar to you, Miles, but like going to the beach, I remember one time I, <laughs> I was visiting my grandma in California and I, I took her to a really nice hotel to go to the spa. And uh, afterwards we went out to the pool and uh, I brought out like four magazines. Right. And most of them were like business focused. And um, I was just like cover to cover through all four of them. And then I, I put one down and, and she's like, y'all, y'all done sweetheart. Like you're ready to go. And I was like, yeah, like how long have we been here? It felt like, like hours of refreshment. It was like 27 minutes. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for me, that was, that was done. So like, I'm not the guy to go to the beach and just lay around all day and see what happens. It's not my style. Um, so like, I don't think that I really had a lot of unfair expectations from my boss but they, my boss never would try and help me integrate that well. Right. And I think that that is something I've learned to help my employees do better is like, pay attention to that. Like, it's not good when somebody's just taking all these responsibilities, you know, so over and above and there's no backup and there's no system because it's going to lead to burnout. Right. And I think grid leaders need to learn to identify, um, you know, ships that might be unstable when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. And I think that sometimes, especially um, as we're growing in our careers and we gain more responsibility, it, you, there's, there's a, there's a feeling of either guilt, like, gosh, I'm away. I'm not working you know, I'm not contributing. Like I feel guilty because I'm not contributing to the team and, and like everyone's working and I'm taking time off. Right. I'm enjoying myself. Right. There's an aspect of that. I think that I'm sure that at least for me, I'll grow out of when I later in my career, but like right now it's still a very real feeling like, gosh, like <laughs> I should be working right now. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be like taking this time off. Um, but, yeah. but that's, you know, it's for sure. And, and, you know, to really, you said we'll hit on personal experience, but my, my big revelation of this was um, I was uh, two years into my career. 
we had experienced some really good growth and I had built every system to be like centered around me, right? Like, which is what you do when you're building something and you're young and aggressive and there's no, there's no budget for systems or people or anything. So you're just like, okay, that I'm going to tackle it. And so that's what we did. And then um, kind of suddenly my mom passed away and um, she was just before she did for a few days, she was comatose and um, I got the call that this is what was going on. It was like right before a snowstorm and I just like, it hit me, you know? And um, I went into my boss's office and I was like, like in tears, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I should do. And <clears throat> he did probably the best thing any, maybe any person has ever done for me. He looked at me, he goes, Neil, you go by the next plane ride and you get out there right now. And he goes, do you need help paying for anything? Um, I said, no, no, I can handle it. He said, I've lost people in my life. You need to prioritize that right now. Go out there. We'll take care of everything. And I did. And it ended up being about two weeks between being there with my mom and then her passing and then the funeral and everything. And um, it was like actively snowing back home, you know, and my phone was ringing a little bit. I mean, word got out really quickly, like Neil's off the grid, but you know, and they did fine, but they worked so much harder because I I built myself so integrally into the system, right? And when I came back, I was like, my whole career now needs to be building a system with no single point of failure. It was a huge shift. And it took years to do that. But um, I, I told that story in pitch meetings, right? Um, because this is all like we'd fly to some big corporate office and they'd be like, hey, guys, sounds great. You're a real professional. What happens if you go down? And I'd say, well, you know, here's, here's how I built it and here's why. And it, it always shut up the room, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> mean, a good story. It's a great I mean, story. Geez. Right. But, but yeah. it was a big, big turning point for me. And, and um, you know, what I learned through that was when I gave up control of something and empowered somebody else to do it, um, it just freed me up to do so many bigger things, you know, and it's never like I ran out of work or ran out of runway, but we, we were a uh, $1 million company when I started, we were a $5 million company when I came to that resolution two years later. And then that next five years, we went from five to almost 45 million. And so when I started just giving up control of stuff, um, so that anybody could manage that balance the way they wanted to, then it was like, we just took off, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I think there's a lot in there. Um, I just want to tangent off of that, that role. So like, so this is probably more for the people, um, who are walking to more management type positions, right? Yeah. Like in their, in their career and like actually have people that they're, they're starting to manage or being tasked by maybe their CEO or their boss or the owner or whatever to take a department or whatever, a division and run. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best way to delegate work while still managing, like to, to get people integrated into the process while still maintaining your hold of your vision? So say like, for instance, so if, if your boss um, gives you say, okay, you know, our maintenance department manager is leaving, I need you to step up, right? You've been an account manager, you've been doing really well and, and you just step up and manage this thing. Yeah. 
okay, so you step up and you're like, okay, I've learned how to delegate, right? Delegate, delegate, delegate. But then your boss comes back to you and says like, hey, um, you know, I asked you to do this. Yeah, I didn't uh, why, why am I seeing other people doing this stuff, right? Like, how do you, oh. how, what's, what's, what does that balance look like, you know? Like where, where you actually, you can delegate effectively, but still be able to like hold that vision. Yeah. You know, like you're driving that system still, right? I mean, because you never, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I place the value on somebody who's going to empower other people and coach them. Right. So if you're just, if you're just handing out your work to other people, like that's going to be a problem. But if you're really casting the vision for the team and it's your team and you're in control of their time, right. Then um, like, like management's a real job on its own without other deliverables, you know, and it's just so many people miss this. Like you're supposed to be in charge of a team and you're supposed to do 40 hours of work. Like, no, when I was in sales, I'd get my ass kicked if I wasn't selling 80% of the time. Well, when I look at managers who are spending less than 10% of their time helping their people do their job and be their best, it's like, you're failing at management, you know, at whatever level you're at. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but yeah. most, most people don't, a lot of people don't subscribe to that view, right? Yeah, yeah. They're looking for output and it goes back to, to bad expectations of what a job's supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So like kind of like looping that back, then um, I'm just like, a, like, I know you sent me a Gallup article, right? And that's really good. And a lot of the onus that they say in there is like the responsibility is on management or in the culture of the company to, set the expectations for people not to burn out and for people to like, it's almost like an accountability piece. Yeah. And, and, and given that like our industry is becoming more diverse um, and, you know, NALP is like really pushing that, you know, between like women's and landscapes, like the new, um, the merger with a uh, Hispanic. Um, the new Latino network. Yeah. La- Latino, Latino landscape network. Um, and uh, so like, we have to be cognizant, like, you know, it's just like you and me, we're two guys that are just talking about this, you know, we're pretty like-minded, but we have to like take in consideration some of these other things too. Right. And yeah, this is the other people podcast on the topic you could possibly listen to. Right? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we did our homework though. We got some notes from, from the other, uh, other perspectives. And, and I think that, you know, that that's really, it is like my biggest, the, the biggest reason I was so terrible to work with and for, for most of my career is because I expected people to work as hard as I did and put in the same amount of hours. Because for me, I mean, it didn't really work for me because my health was a mess and my, you know, relationships were a mess and my spirituality was a mess, but it felt okay to me at the time. You know, um, it was not like I ever thought until years later that I was out of balance with that. And I would get very upset when people didn't seem to care as much as I did, but like I had no kids, I had no pets, like I had very little responsibilities and in, in a diverse workplace, when you're working with people who do have a high value for those things, like you need to be clear on the expectations of them, because again, you're going to end up with the least diverse view possible. And eventually those people are going to figure out it's not working either. Right. Like miles, you're in Idaho skiing right now. Right. And still working like crazy. 
Like how many times are you going to go to Idaho and pay all this money and be like, what the heck? I spent 38 out of my 40 skiing hours working for the company and paying all this money. It's not working, right? Like it's okay for you now, but it won't be okay for you down the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, with that, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, because it kind of like loops back into like growing as a professional, right? Like I'm, I didn't mean I, to make you regret your whole vacation. No, no, I'm not regretting my vacation. <laughs> no, I mean, my, my strategy, my strategy was, you know, like, um, and I'm, I'm, I know I like, I understand like a pretty blessed opportunity here. Right. But like, yeah, you're living um, it up. I, I took, I took a week off. Right. I told the team, Hey, I'm gone for the, for the week. And that was still hard for me to break off for the week. Um, but I, when I shut off, I tend to shut off and like, it'll, solve itself right I, yeah. I tend to do a pretty good job of that but then you know i started working now trying to balance that but what's funny is that you have the recovery period where you're trying to catch up and then um yeah and then all these new initiatives and there's always something new happening um that in in your head it becomes priority and then you kind of at least for me i forget about myself because you're just like focused on getting stuff done so um it's a i don't know it's a weird balance right because i think it's a guilt thing um, you had some of those notes, um, from the woman, uh, the woman in landscape, uh, notes here from like their, their session, um, in the beginning of September, like there's a note here that says several attendees noted, they feel guilty leaving work, even when they've completed required hours and assignments for the day. Um, yeah. so that's a real, so in, in context of woman, right. It's even amped up because as a woman in male dominated industry, you feel like you need to be proved, you need to prove yourself and then you need to work more hours. And then like, when you're not working more hours, you feel guilt. And then like, you're not taking time for yourself, which, you know, it just messes up the whole, the whole process. And like, obviously like I can, I can at least empathize with a part of that. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I, I think that that is such a problem. And unfortunately in a lot of cases, you're going to have to start that process of rejecting that, right? So <clears throat> we hired a temp receptionist who was really good, female, had two young kids, um, and she was she was shouldering a lot of the responsibility of childcare in her household, but she wanted to work too. And um, she just told us straight up, I am 9.01 to 4.59 p.m., <laughs> right? Like that's that's it. And um, we're like, Faith, you're awesome. We want you to help out in the winter time with phone calls and clients. And she's like, no problem. Do whatever you want from 9.01 to 4.59 PM. Right. And as long as we knew and never like threatened it. And she was so, she was so badass that she would just be like, no, it's, I'm not make, taking a call until 5.01. Right. Like I am off at 4.50 and she would just self-advocate. It never impacted her her ability. We just knew what the deal was. Like we were clear on the expectations. Right. And totally happy with it. Yeah. But, so that means, yeah. Yeah. All this guilt is self-imposed. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not my organization. It's not my manager. It's not my company's fault. It's all, it's literally, it's just, it's just, it's just me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, cause I, you have to be your own self-advocate. Otherwise everybody's going to take up your time. Yep. Cause nope. Everyone's going to like, especially like if you're like a good like a key player people are just going to want your time always yeah. you have to and you have to set the expectation saying like hey maximize the time that you have with me and they will yeah you know conversations become snappier they get to the point faster like <laughs> you know, it, it works it works uh, it, 
it just takes confidence, right? I think it, it, or at least an aspect of it takes confidence in yourself. It takes, it takes confidence, or, but you, you have to enforce it too, because I think a lot of times it's not, it's not malicious. It's not overt, but when you allow a meeting to, to, I mean, it's, it's bad behavior on other people's parts, right? When you have a meeting from four 30 to five, but then somebody doesn't show up until four 50. So the meeting ends up going till five 30 and you stay in that meeting, then you're, you're going to get that again and again, right? You're, yep. you're signaling this is okay behavior and you got to shut it down and, and enforce that boundary. Um, towards the end of my time uh, with case, I started to see a uh, therapist and um, she would only schedule me in like, you know, between 10 and four, she was a high paid therapist and she was an hour away. Right. So I took literally three hours a day to go to this appointment um, every week. And I didn't tell anybody, I just marked it on my calendar as busy and, you know, it was protected as a, uh, like a, a medical leave, you know, thing that I was allowed to take the time and be compensated, you know, for it in Massachusetts, but it didn't matter. Like nobody ever bothered me. And if I get a call, they're like, Hey, where are you? Like, oh, I got an appointment. I got to go to it. I'll be back at five, you know, or, or four or whatever. My work never, like my output stayed consistent, actually got better. Right. Like there were no negative repercussions. I just, finally decided that I needed to advocate for that and enforce that boundary in my life. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I say that too, because on the notes here for, from, again, from the, 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 um, the session, uh, the, the top point is work to set boundaries, which, uh, obviously very on job role and personal family situation. Um, you know, uh, and then also there's a note here, like often women without children experience discrimination. Like for instance, they're expected to work late nights, holidays, et cetera, and their guilt. If they do agree and they do have like kids, um, they're, they're away from their families on those holidays and stuff like that. And, um, and you know, that just reflects again into the whole boundaries thing, right? Everyone has a life outside of work. I hope. Um, <laughs> if, you know. if you're going to have balance, if you're going to have good balance, you have to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't, and they need to go. Or integration. Find yeah. Or integration rather. <laughs> but some people don't have that life outside work and they might need to go find a hobby. Right. Like, right. Um, and you know, I have no idea what it's like to be a woman in the workforce. So, um, you know, I, we're saying like advocate and it'll be okay, but there, there's probably a lot of places where that pressure is, in which case yeah. I'd say like have an open conversation with your boss. And if they're not going to respect it, like there are so many people that will hire you. Like everybody's hiring, you know, you can get a job wherever you want. But one of my, one of my best friends is, is uh, Katie who I worked with for seven years and she went from being, you know, young, single working 60 hour weeks to married having two young children and she went from to part-time for a while and then she got promoted to vp but she put in these these restrictions about how it would work in days from home and and balancing childcare with her husband and you know the the balance for her would change every 12 months it seemed like sometimes right but she was so good about just being like, listen, I want to be a mom and I want to be a vice president. So like, let's find a way to make this work. 
or else I'm going to have to find somewhere else. Like the mom thing is non-negotiable. Those kids are in my life now, right? Like the, yeah. v- the VP thing here is not. So like, if you like me, let's make it work or I'm going to go find a place where it can work, you know? Right. And it doesn't have to get to that point. Hopefully no. in your company, like where you're like, you're threatening to leave in order to get like what you want. Right. But I think, I think if, if you, if you have value and you have worth to an organization, right. Then yeah. it, that is going to lend itself to people be accepting and, um, and that, but I think, so I just think one thing I want to touch on, as I'm thinking about this is that it's really easy to think about this stuff from like, say a professional context, like um, by professional, I mean, you know, we're all landscape professionals, but more like what we're talking about is a perspective from say like office staff, right. Where you can work from home, you can do sure. stuff. Right. And I had this conversation. Um, I had a conversation with a, with a mentor, you know, he runs a landscaping business and, you know, he's like, you know, like when you work in software, you can do whatever you want, right? Like I yeah, can work yeah. wherever my laptop is. And that doesn't work for our company in that way. And you have to get out there and like be in the, in the field, right? Planting flowers, planting plants, mowing lawns, et cetera. Um, how, I mean, maybe you haven't even thought about this, but this has been a big, big question in my mind. It's like, how in the world do we give tools or give, uh, like, how do people think about giving those the people who are working out in the field or even like account managers, for instance, right? Like people are like doing the actual work and putting stuff into the ground. How do you give that balance to them well, as well? Right. With nobody, the, nobody's going to like my answer to this because it's, I mean, difficult, I don't, it's difficult to implement, but they're not well, I know I, I, <laughs> none of this is easy, but I think that's why, that's why it doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't have that discussion. Like it's so easy for you and I to talk about, Oh yeah. You know, work from home work days off, you know, it's like, sure. Like that's fine because our jobs can handle that flexibility, but some people's can't like, you have to get up seven o'clock in the morning, run a route, you know, and get back at four or five. Look, if I, if I had (laughs) 10, 10 crews, I would get all the crew leaders together and be like, do you want to work a four, 10 hour day? Or do you want to work a five, eight hour day? Your choice. And I just give them the choice. And then I'd manage the routes to make it work. And I'd let people choose their own crews based on, on what schedule they wanted to work. But like yeah, I'd, that, put, I'd put in the work to make that work. Every other person I tell that idea to is like, oh, that'll never work. I don't know why. It doesn't seem that hard to me. But well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, when I worked out, when I was working in the field, we worked four tens and it was great because like, sure, your day starts at seven and your day ends at five, but you have the entire day of Friday off. Yeah, it's and great. great is that if, yeah, and then other yeah. other people want to take their kids to school in the morning, so they want to drop exactly them off and start at nine and work till five or six or whatever, right? Like. I think, I think that's hard to implement sometimes. Cause like, you know, you can have a lot of absences and Definitely like, hard to implement. yeah, but, well, but yeah, you know, that's, it's a, if, if you don't do I, all of those things or not having the conversation, right. Is going to lead to burnout of your employees. And when your employees are burned out, they're two and two and a half times as likely to start actively looking for a different job. You so don't like, want that. I mean, when we have plant material that we manage, it's a pain to go water it and move it for sun every day, but we do it so they don't die. But when we have employees, we just like chance it and see what happens. It's crazy to me, you know? I never really thought about that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think cause like a lot of, a lot of us are doers in the industry, you know, but to get stuff done, you get so focused on that where you're 
like, let's get the task done. Um, but I think, how do you even start that conversation? I mean, maybe it's just asking that simple question at like a management meeting saying like, okay, guys, we want to give our production teams a chance to have a, like, like what, what is that? What is that even, I'm curious about the action. Like, how do you even like get that started? You know, I think it involves a lot of trust and transparency at first. And if you don't have that in the workplace, it's not going to go well, right? Um, because it's a bigger conversation than just that. The, you know, ideally you're saying what else is going on in your life? You have to have somebody trust you enough to share with you all the other things that are trying to balance, right? And then you you have to try and navigate around it. And so like I manage uh, a social media manager who's currently in college. She's a sophomore marketing major. And she's trying to manage, you know, class schedules and summers and other work and building her resume. But like, I've met with her every week for eight weeks to the point where we have the trust to talk about some of those things. And I can be like, don't go get another job to build your resume. I can get your resume exactly the way you want it, you know, um, based on experience. So you want to be an event manager. Don't go kill yourself trying to find an event manager job. Let's just come up with the events that you can manage here for me to build your resume in a way that's flexible for you. Right. And we don't know what that's going to look like yet, but it, the conversation starts with, you know, a willingness to address that. And every week it's like, do you have 10 hours for me or 12 hours for me? How's your work? How's your class load going? Do you need time with your friends? You know, and these are questions I ask every single week. Um, and then when there's time, you know, our understanding is, Hey, there's times where midterms come up and I can't expect anything from you this week. So can you front load it or do I have to take it over? Right. And there's times when I'll have an issue and I need something right away. And sometimes I can get it. Sometimes I can't, but like, what do you expect that she hasn't owned the company? Like I own the company, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an interesting way of doing that. The way that I think about it too is um, it kind of comes down to, I mean, this is maybe cliche, but it, I don't think it can be said enough is down to like the empathy side too is that we're not exercising empathy enough, especially if like we're trying to lead those conversations. Yeah. Like um, it should be coming from a point of like, not just from self-interest, but also like, Hey, I need to empathize with like this crew leader. Who's trying to balance like managing a family, but also like manage this huge construction job too at the same time. Right. Like yeah. stuff like that. Like where I'm terrible at empathy, right? Like I very rarely, <laughs> feel what somebody else feels but i've learned to get really good at sympathy right so like i can i have no idea i couldn't imagine what it feels like to balance those things because i never have and maybe mm-hmm. don't don't intend to right but i've definitely learned how to be sympathetic and be like hey man that's what you need i'm going to respect that right yeah yeah that's it's again a great point so but it, it, it gets to the same spot though, right? As long it as you're, like you're, you're, you're getting to the same spot of like recognizing and hearing a person. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So what, what would be, and I don't know the answer to this, but I'm just posing this question to you is like, what would be like a young professionals, like, you know, so like someone like you or I, or even like younger, I mean, maybe, maybe if you're like your junior, you're probably not in a position to go say like, Hey, you know, because like, 
it's they're going to be like, oh, you got to earn your stripes. <laughs> but, but maybe that's a bad answer. So how yeah, do you get that going. I just think that you, I think that everybody in any position can push back harder on who's ever asking you to do stuff, right? Like, even if you're an owner and your client is asking you to do stuff, you know, just, hey, listen, that's not something that we can accommodate. Here's a different solution. Can we talk about it? Help me understand what you really need, right? Like everybody wants their lawn cut, residentially wants their lawn cut on a Thursday or Friday. Not possible if you only do residential five days a week, right? So like, how how are you going to manage it? How are you going to have that conversation instead of just the default is somebody asks you and you, you do whatever you can to say yes. Um, you know, there was a phenomenal session at landscapes that Paul Fran led um, on um, treating your cust- your employees better than your customers. And uh, it was probably one of the best sessions I, I went to because it was like, yeah, tell your customer, like your employees aren't, it's not safe for your employees or your employees are, can experience because that customer is not more loyal to you than your employees are. They're not more important to your business usually than your employees are. Right. Yeah. Um, usually. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's some rare, rare circumstances, but if that customer is so good, they're going to engage in the dialogue, you know? Yes. Yes, and, exactly. And if they're not, then, you know, it's probably not as sustainable as you're, you're assigning that value to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, I, and I'm just thinking about this more like from what I just like what I'm going through and, uh, and a lot of, I'm just thinking back on my clients comments to me when I say like, Hey, I, I can't, I won't be able to train you for like the next, like some, like over two weeks. Right. Because I got to like, I'm on vacation and uh, I got to catch up and they're like, Oh great. You're going on vacation. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll catch up in like three weeks. No yeah. problem. Yeah, no problem. And like, I'm just thinking back that that was, I did not have one response that was like, oh man, you're on vacation, dude. Like, why are you doing that? I need you right now. Yeah. Every single person was like, like almost excited. Yeah. I probably have good relationships with them, but like, you know, it's a, there, there was a little, a little mm -hmm. trend I noticed um, over the past year of people discussing your out of office reply. And, um, you know, the standard out of office reply is like, I'll have limited access to email and I'll be back in the office on this day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thought leaders were really advocating for like, Hey, um, sorry, Mr. Email. I'm in Idaho skiing 18 inches of chest deep powder. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not even going to look at my phone until this day. You can expect me to get back to you two days later. Right. And to be like radically transparent about I'm taking a much needed vacation. Here's what I'm doing. And they were saying like, it opens up these really great discussions about who you are as a person and, you know, build some of that relationship. Now, by the way, like. That's bold. It's bold. It's bold. It's it's not my (laughs) stuff, right? Like, no, I I spent, um, I spent about. 75 days of 2018 outside the US. And um, my phone was working the entire time. And I was taking meetings and stuff in Colombia and and I was taking virtual meetings in the US while I was, you know, sightseeing in Colombia and Peru and India and um, Italy. And, and that work balance worked for me, right? And like people knew, 
but you know, my thing was, I want to go to Italy for a month with my friends and I will take conference calls at 2 AM as a result once a week, you know, mm-hmm. and that was my work-life balance and, or work-life integration. And it, it was yeah, awesome. I think, I think, I think you're a little different in that circumstance. I'm I, different in that circumstance, right? The, but, the, the 2 AM thing I could not do. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no nah, guys, sorry, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, when I told people like, that's the deal, they're like, where are you? Like, I'm in an apartment in Rome. It's one 30 in the morning. They're like, why are you on this call? Like, well, because you're really important to me, Miles. And they were like, oh, cool. You know? And yeah, I, I parlayed that into value as a result, but it was my I've had other plan the whole time. I, I've had other people come back at me like, dude, you should not be on the phone with me right now. You need to like, we need that to, too. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I'm just trying to be helpful. They're like, no, it's like, this is not that important. So you have to, yeah, you have to do what's right for you. Right. You do. You do. Um, so, but I think, I think some like when I'm just like some t- good takeaway action items is like, um, be your best self-advocate Yes. for your time, right? Your time is your most important aspect. And I think the earlier that we learn that in our careers, the non-hard way, the better, you know, I mean, you obviously had a pretty hard way of learning that type of experience. Right. Um, it is. And, and so- I think you're exactly right. When you say time is the most valuable that my, my calendar, um, nobody gets on my calendar unless I understand exactly what we're t- talking about and what the outcome is. And I'll question people. Like if you send me an hour long calendar invite, I will call you before I accept and be like, what is this? What are we talking about? What are we hoping to accomplish? And why do we need 60 minutes? If you have good answers, I'll accept. But if it's not well thought out and you just hit like it came over for an hour because that's the default and outlook, like not going to fly. You're going to get, we're going to hash this out right now and discuss it. And we're going to readjust that calendar right for 15 or 20 minutes or whatever it needs to be. That's such an interesting point. Just side note, you know, technology, like how many wasted hours have there been just because Outlook's default is an hour calendar. Google, it's so invite, dumb. Google, Google calendars, default calendar invite is an hour long. Yeah. I know. And it takes extra work to make it down to a half hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> I, 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 I never out, thought about that. That's amazing. I sent out a calendar invite for 17 minutes the other day and, and I got a call and they're like, what? what did you mean to do like did you want 3 30 to 4 30 or like you know 3 to 4 i'm like no i wanted 3 30 to 3 47 because i only need 17 minutes to discuss everything we're going to discuss and i'm not going to block up your calendar like i'm on my game i'm not going to waste your time what do you want me to send over i'm going to send over the time i need from you and it was like and guess what i said but show up on time because i need 17 minutes right and, and I don't wait around at the beginning of Zoom. I don't keep them after. And if in the last minute we need more time, hey, guys, I need another 20 minutes. When can we schedule that? You know, it's not going to be now. Um, and I'm, I've upset people because I haven't learned how – I hadn't learned how to develop, deliver that message in the past, right? Be like, why would you invite me to this? They get, they get upset. But yeah, once I yeah. learned the tact around it, it got a lot, a lot better. And I get, I get calls all the time, all the time, probably twice a week. I get a call and I pick up my phone and somebody's like, Oh, I didn't expect you to pick up. I'm like, why? Like, well, you must be so busy. Honestly, I'm not like, 
I've locked down my calendar so much that I'm not that busy. I spend time working out. I spend time, you know, going to church. I spend time working on nonprofit stuff where it's like, there's a lot of flex in my schedule as a result. And I'm not afraid to take a call at seven at night because that's how I, that's my brand. Right. Yep. 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 That's, that's, that's an interesting point. Um, but I think the broader point is, is that just don't be as giving with your time. Right. And you've, you've learned that and you still produce and still give good value. Even, um, even if you're not like, don't feel, don't, I think my problem is that I feel guilty, not guilty, but like, it's just like, when I look at my calendar, I see a blank day. Right. I'm like, I have no meetings today. Yeah. It's like a joyous thing, but also like, like what do I, you, you know, so the, it's just, the other thing I've learned to do too, is like, if I have a blank day, I'm not even logging into the computer. Like my office is for work and that's it. And I would much rather go for a walk or be reading a book, you know, outside of my office, which is home office for like a lot of people right now. Right. Than to be sitting at my computer, staring at the screen, trying to think of something to do. And that helps me stay hyper-focused when I'm working. So like if you were hours, how many would you say are peak productivity? Um, I don't know if I should. You don't want to, nobody wants to answer that question. (laughs) No, but we know the answer is a lot less than 40. Yeah. Cause, cause the the thing is, is that like when you get to flow and like you are able to be productive, I'm very, very productive. Right. So it doesn't really actually, hours are like really just like, it's kind of a meaningless number it it's me- just it is, it is me it's as long as you're meeting your outcomes right if you're yeah. meeting your outcomes and your goals then that's what and in the time that you if you're meeting your deadlines and outcomes that's a good thing and then when you're within that realm you have to take time for yourself yeah. so that way you're energized to keep on hitting those goals otherwise you're gonna there, there shouldn't start, be a start, stigma start about taking a nap in the car in the parking lot during the work day or reading a book you know in the car in the parking lot during a work day but there is unfortunately yeah. But you know, it's, it's the future of work is increased flexibility, right? Like the big tech firms are keeping work from anywhere for permanently. Um, I think we're going to see a shift in commercial space and, Definitely. and we're competing with those people for employees in a lot of places. So you got to be careful, right? Even if you're in a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere and the only business is a landscaping business, so you were an account manager there. Now you can go work for Google or Spotify from your home, right? Like competition's getting tougher for employees. So I really think that people who are in a position to have this conversation need to start being more open to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's baby steps. And baby what's, steps. you know, um, I was talking to somebody about, uh, I think it's CVS or Walgreens, one of those big pharmacies, right? They, um, they have an office, I think, in Milwaukee. They built a big skyscraper in Milwaukee, I think. And brilliant. yeah, so, uh, but that sucker is empty right now because of COVID, right? Right. But they realized that Walgreens is still able to run and operate with everybody remote and flexible. Yeah. And what's going to happen is that, you know, they have like all this space. But I think what's going to happen is that like, um, you know, commercial space will be reduced. It'll be like, okay, come in for in-person meetings. Let's keep that social up and, but, you know, have that flexibility. And on top of that, and relevant to landscaping, I had a conversation with a friend 
who's starting up a landscaping business. And he's like, why do I even need an office space? You don't. He's like, <laughs> so, so he was just bouncing ideas off of me, like how, like what tools to use, right. To, to work remote and like, how do you do that? But he's like, I, I need an office manager, but I have someone in California that can do it for me. So do all my payroll, do all my bookkeeping. And she, so I'm going to, I'm just hired her and we, you know, so like those conversations are happening in the industry. And I think what's going to happen with him is that um, obviously he, he has to be a good boss and a good leader. Right. But yeah. he's going to attract some, some really talented people mm-hmm. for his team because he offers that flexibility where people can be like, Oh, okay. You know, like I, I so 100%. yeah. 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 Yeah, and you have to be ahead of it, right? I still think we're early enough where you can, if you start having the conversations now, you'll be on the trend. But I, I think you don't want to be behind. I yeah. think that's that's the thing. But I, I, don't I, think- was, I was just on a, a call with a, a company out of the Twin Cities, and we were talking about a little bit similar stuff, but specifically with millennials. And I said, I don't know why it's not company policy just to give everybody their birthday off, because like they take it off anyway they just surprise you with a, a call in the morning as a sick day, right? Like just schedule around it. Cause you know, their birthdays just be like, Hey man, pay day off on your birthday or your wife's birthday or whatever, if you want to change it. But that's a, that's a company thing that we have. I would do that in a heartbeat and then just plan for it. Yeah. Hey, I hope someone's taking your ideas, man. I, I love that. I, I think, I think that, I think those are great. I mean, they like, I just, I, I don't think about that stuff, you know, like I'm, I, I just don't think about that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, so it's cool to hear those ideas, even though it just seems, it's seemingly simple. It is simple, you know? right? Like it is simple. That's why, man, I'll tell you some, somebody better be implementing this stuff. Cause if not, I'm just going to get so frustrated. I'm going to go start a company and do you it already have a company, don't you? So like, I'm a landscape company. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, I don't want to employ enough people. That's my thing. So. <laughs> we can we can have a we can have a um, the young professionals that were podcast uh, a test test bed company. That's it. We need to implement America's, all the ideas powered by steel. You know all that. <laughs> we need the America's test kitchen of landscape companies. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's funny. If that's um, you, get in touch. Email us because we want <laughs> we want to help you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. Yeah. Maybe Brett could take on that role. He's not here. So maybe since he's not at the podcast, maybe we can volunteer him for that role. Maybe um, we should call some of his, he, he likes to empower his managers really well. We should call some of his managers up and get them to commit while he's out of town this week. Yeah. He's going to come on next. What, the, what just happened? No, he hasn't listened to our podcast when he's not here. You know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Brett. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word cool so um so any other any other thoughts that you had uh Uh, so many thoughts but i think it's a good place to stop yeah yeah i think i think the one thing that we didn't really touch on or we touched on a little bit but I, i do think that when you are on the clock and you are working you have to really focus on leveraging those right because i i learned that i i learned that the hard way when i started my career was that i took for granted all this time that i had yeah and then what ended up happening is that i executed with the the time that i had i was given more responsibility 
but I still maintained the same time management habits. Yeah. As a result, I ended the day, didn't complete what I wanted to. And I felt guilty going to bed. Yeah. I, I like my mind was racing. I, I couldn't sleep because I felt guilty. I didn't get enough work done. And all that was just because I didn't leverage the time that I had on the clock yeah. to its fullest extent. And you just gotta, I think you just gotta really maximize that time. So true. Or, or, you know, it doesn't have to be straight. I mean, obviously for you, you're flexible, right? You could be like nine, nine to three, and then like your take off. And then you have like an hour call at evening or something like that. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but when you're on, you have to be on. You do have and to then, be on. But then that mentally, at least for me, I'm learning this. I definitely don't have this perfected, but the more I, I, I try and execute it, the more rewarding it is. Yes. Is that when you do take that time off, that guilt goes away. Right. And it's actually much, much more restful because you know, like, Hey, I killed it out there. I, I know I, I accomplished everything that was expected for me to it's the fullest extent. I don't feel guilty taking off. And I know my team respects me because I'm hitting my deliverables. Yeah. And, and, and with that too, like I've started to understand better the different kinds of work that get me there. So like my, my morning workout is so important for me, right. Or I'm not going to be at hundred percent. Mm-hmm. if I schedule more than I won't schedule more than four hours of zoom calls in a day, or I'm going to be just toast and uh, you won't get the best of me. Right. If I have to drive more than four hours on the road, I can't schedule anything after that. Cause I get back and I'm just exhausted, you know? And so putting all those things together into a cohesive integrative schedule has really helped me deliver that best possible product. Um, you know, for my customers and for myself. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I think there's a lot of takeaways in there. Hopefully you got some nuggets. Um, I talked to, I know I learned a lot. Jeez. Like this is always, this is always great because like, I feel like I being, being a host on the podcast is like front row seat to the best education you can get every week. It's, it's, another topic with somebody awesome and learning from experience. And it's, it's great. I love it, man. Yeah, I know. Me too. I think, um, what's great, you know, I, yeah, it's, 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 it's really great. Even though I missed like the past couple of weeks, it's just, but you know, it is what it is. It's, um, I haven't listened to those yet. I need to listen to those. I only heard the highlights on, uh, on the Facebook group and, uh, um, let's post it on LinkedIn. But did you do the intro the last two weeks? I did do the intro, not just okay. to your intro, but we got it. We included it. It was done. All right. All right. All right. I'll have to check it out. See if it meets standard. Let, you know, let me know. Of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I think that this is yeah, a good time to wrap up. Um, uh, let's Rose, Rose and Thorne because it's only two of us. So it's just the two, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. We're getting uh, maybe three or four inches of snow overnight, just watching it softly snow outside the window. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm enjoying life. So nice. No thorn this week. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, yeah, it's cool being able to work remote. So that's a rose. And um, we've had, I had some of the, like the lightest snow I've ever skied. I was skiing like chest deep powder um, this past weekend. And it, the uh the tetons are amazing it's an amazing piece of the country um should make some friends with some landscapers out here um and uh 
<laughs> you know, like maybe like get some, get some better excuses to come out here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's a huge rose. Um, a lot of really positive things professionally and, uh, and personally. So um, I don't really think I have a thorn. The only thorn that I have is that we do have, um, we do have uh, clients and, you know, dear friends in Texas right now. So I don't even think uh, about those guys. I mean, I mean, it was kind of a joke at first when I, when I, when I read about it, I was like, oh, they got snow. But then I, you know, started reading articles and like talking to the people on the ground. It's like, it's actually pretty serious down there. So we're really definitely serious. thinking about, definitely thinking about our, our friends and listeners down in, uh, in Texas. Cause I mean, it's, I, I can't fathom it. I mean, I grew up with snow, but when you, I guess when you don't have a snowstorm like this, yeah, you know, I, it just, it just happened. <laughs> I grew up in LA and uh, nobody ever understood what I was doing for a living. Like <laughs> <laughs> a decade of trying to explain stuff to them from, that this is something from, that happened. They're like, Oh, that falls stuff- from the sky and you get paid to move it around. I'm like, no, no. And, <laughs> like that's just in Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, but yeah, that, that'd be around my little thorn. You know, just think about our Texas friends out down there and uh, hopefully everything will work out for you guys. And, We'll do that. So, um, cool. Well, Neil, it was fun. Great stuff as always. Glad to have you back after a little absence. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I, it's always, it's always a good refreshing time. Learn a lot and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, um, also big thank you to our listeners. Again, don't be afraid to subscribe if you're new or leave a review. I, I think it's like actually really fun to see the reviews. Um, I never realized, I know you, everyone says leave a review, but like when you actually read the reviews, you're like, Oh, that's actually really nice. So I'm actually leaving more reviews now because <laughs> I know <laughs> what it feels like to get a review, like get that feedback, you know? Um, Cause you think for everyone, it's like, Oh, everyone's giving feedback. But in reality, it's like, no, nobody so like feedback. just, yeah. no, no. So, um, you know, we, we can always make this better or uh, improve on or keep on doing what we're doing. Right. Just, just need feedback. Yeah, uh, on that. So definitely uh, love the five star ratings. If you want to be on a podcast or you have an idea for a future podcast, a lot of our podcasts are because people gave us the idea or introduced us to somebody. So let us know. Yeah, We'd love to get you most of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that that'd be a lot of fun. So don't be afraid to share it either. You know, someone do you think will get some value out of it? Don't be afraid to share it. So um. Yeah, that's all I got, Neil. So, cool, man. Travel home safe. Talk to you next week. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.